Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish. And in this week's episode, we talk to Matt Van Hosen, who gives us all the details on LinkedIn. And internet talking. A few years back, I was doing a podcast. Um, it was good, man. It was a freaking blast. And then uh, that's what... Le- I mean, I, I can save it if you want. I don't know what we're going to talk about or what, what the, the offshoot is, but I can save chatting if you want to. But that's what led to... Um, cartoons and so we were like uh, well we're kind of making money with the cartoons so we're gonna we're gonna drop the podcast um, oh so you were doing podcasts and that led to cartoons yeah okay uh so we so we so we started out do you want to do you just want the whole the full yeah yeah story? man All right. what where were you born uh it was a dark and stormy night i'm told <laughs> Uh, no. So we, so we, uh, wizard world comic cons, um, who is, uh, you know, comic cons are kind of a thing now for the longest time. Well, for the longest, longest time, comic cons were always seen as like a bunch of nerds in a hotel lobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, they would dress up and and not have sex with girls. Um, but then it started getting bigger and better, uh, and, and more accepted socially to be kind of a nerd and a geek. And it became cool all of a sudden, um, San Diego, San Diego Comic Con, which at the time we're recording this, is is actually going on right now in San Diego. Oh, hey. um, this weekend, uh, it was it, it was and still is the granddaddy of them all. It's it's the highest attended. It's the biggest. That's where all the studios send their uh, their their most resources to promote whatever their ongoing works are. Have you ever been? I have. I've been four or five times, and it is awesome. I mean, it did. There's no way to describe it. It's a whole other world of. Uh, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's fun. It's exhausting. You see every type of thing. Um, and, uh, I really like the inclusion. Um, you know, the thing that I always took away from there is like, whatever you're nerdy about, it could be comic books or movies or music or random shit. People show up in, you know, just the most random shit, but you're accepted. Everybody loves it. And everybody compliments you like, Oh, that's an awesome costume. Or, Oh, uh-huh. I like this thing too. Or, or whatever. So it's really cool. Um, so that's San Diego comic-con. Uh, and you know, other comic Cons started popping up in wizard world, which if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if when you were, I, I've always been a nerd. And so I don't know if you as a kid were a nerd. I think I'm still uh, a closeted nerd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know how in the closet I am. I'm, I'm out and proud, I think. <laughs> uh, but as a kid, you know, I would collect comics and, um, I don't know if you ever collected comics, but they had Wizard Magazine. Yeah. Um, and that, that was like, you know, a pricing guide and stories and stuff. It was really awesome. Um, so I think that eventually more. Yeah, that's into, when you would get to see how much your comics were worth. Yeah, yeah. But then they had articles about upcoming, you know, mo- I mean, movies weren't as just common, but, but yeah, you yeah. know, properties, movies or other mm-hmm. books or video games mm-hmm. or whatever. It was, it was really cool. Um, so that eventually morphed into what is now Wizard World, uh, and they put on Comic Cons. But whereas San Diego is 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 just in San Diego once a year, Wizard World does like two or three a month and all over the country. And I think they've even went out of country. I think they do some in Canada, and I'd heard maybe China or, or something. So they, they've grown quite that a bit. That makes sense. China's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they started a few years back trying to diversify what it is they do, and they started a podcast uh, network, um, oh. and, they, and they needed – content they needed podcasts and so we submitted and got approved um this is a, a buddy of mine dan and i uh in our podcast we were we're nerds but we're sort of nerd you know instead of jack of all trades it's like nerd of all trades oh, okay um and so we would you know some people were like well we're gonna do a podcast just about action figures or just about wrestling or just about video games or whatever and th- that's awesome but he and i were, weren't that passionate about one specific thing and so we were just kind of culturally you know just sort of sarcastic nerds and so we talk about anything and everything um so when you say you submitted to wizard yeah 
how did how did that come about? Yeah, well, we followed Wizard World. Uh, oh, on Twitter, on, on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and such, okay, okay. And, and, and they had posted something about that. Um, it didn't hurt that one of our best friends that we grew up with, you know, I've known for for you know twenty plus years. Uh, he was at the time, um, I think, uh, like the, the the programming director or, or some high muckety muck in Wizard World, and so it was like, hey, dude, you know, saw we're doing this, we're, we're we'd like to do a podcast. Um, and I'd like to think that we were accepted based on our merits, <laughs> but maybe he was just like, oh, I know you guys, so we'll, I'll let you do it. I don't know. So, so that certainly helped. Um, and so we did this podcast and it was fun. It was called the modern geek show and we did all sorts of fun things and had fun guests. Um, and eventually got to a point where we, we love doing the podcast, but it's like, all right, well, how do we branch out? How do we start um, diversifying what it is we offer people? Uh-huh. Um, and he and I are both artistic. And we had always, for, for years, we had talked about doing some sort of cartoon together. Okay. Um, Has that always been like an interest for you, animation or? No. I mean, filmmaking, certainly, um, mm-hmm. but not animation specifically. I'm not terribly artistically inclined. Um, he, is, he is a trained, he's an artist, always been an artist, trained graphic designer. Um, so he, he's much better at that. Um, but cartoons just seemed fun, you know, um, because you get to, uh, you get to tell those stories, but you have so much more leeway instead of, uh, physical production where you have to get stuff right the first time on set. Right. Um, and you, and you are, you are bound to that unless you want to go back and reshoot. Um, I loved the thing that I always loved about making our cartoons was, uh, uh, the leeway you get to play around, you know, if I don't like that background, well, let's do a different background. If I don't like this tight shot of the character, we'll make it a you know, loose or medium. Um, you know, and, and what if we mirror him? I don't want him looking left. I want him looking right or whatever, you know, it's just that, that leeway. Um, you know, it's a lot more complicated in some ways, but, uh, no, it's, you get to play more. You have more you get control. To play, exa- you, you that's get, exactly you, what it you is. You have more control of, of those godlike yeah. words you want to say to people, yeah. but you can't say a feelings, but it, with cartoons, you can just say, Look the other way. No, that that's 100% right. And people, click a people are a lot more, um, with, with cartoon subject matter, I think people are a lot more forgiving. You can get away with jokes and subject matters that uh, I, some, psychologically, somehow because it's animated, people are uh, not as judgy about it. I don't know. You yeah. just get away with more. Yeah, that's probably from like newspaper comic strips or The New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it was a blast, man. Um, you know, he, he, uh, you know, we did it in, 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 it was just sort of perfect timing where we, when we were like, Hey, let's, let's give this a try. It happened to be right at the beginning when technology was finally at a point where we didn't have to draw right. cell by cell and hand, hand draw this animation. You know, we could do things uh, digitally and, and do them really well. You know, they turned out really well. And, and there was a lot of work. I'm not going to suggest there wasn't a lot of work, but it's nowhere near as much as, you know, shipping it off to Korea to have a bunch of people right, and, right. And draw like traditional animation. Um, and so we were able to do it all pretty much entirely ourselves. I mean, we did have some help with backgrounds once in a while or supplemental uh, pieces to add into it. But for all intents and purposes, it was just my buddy Dan and I making these cartoons. We would write them. We would voice them. We would animate them. We would do the sound design and the music, uh, um, the, the whole thing. And it was just, it was a freaking blast, man. And so, um, so, so we did the podcast and we were like, Oh, let's make a cartoon. And we made a cartoon. Then what? Uh, so we loved it. So wait, wait, so you're podcasting. Yeah. Uh, I assuming semi weekly, mm. weekly, every other day, weekly, weekly. Yeah. So you're doing a weekly podcast and one day you're like, this is cool and all, but let's make a cartoon. Let's make an animation. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And then it, you man. just randomly said, let's make a ran- animation. And then you made an animation. Yeah. We were like, well, let's do a cartoon. You know, it can't be that hard with, you know, because we knew we had After Effects and we had, you know, these different uh, ways to circumvent or, or, or 
make it a little easier than hand drawing. And then we did a little research and I was like, holy shit, you know, Adobe just released, uh, it's called Character Animator. I remember when that came out. At the time it was a beta and it's like, they just released this, but this sounds exactly like what we need. And we used it and um, sure shit, man, it worked great. Uh, It was, again, I'm not going to say it was easy because it's still a ton of work, but but for what it was, it was really easy. And and, uh, we loved every minute of it. And and the end product actually turned out really well. And so Mm -hmm. we released it. Um, and I was like, well, you know, it, it, our first one was, um, uh, Batman, ver- it, it was around the time that Batman versus Superman by, uh, Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder film was, was being released. And so we, we kind of lampooned that. Um, and, uh, we, we really liked the way it turned out and we like, we were super proud of it. And if you go back now, it's terrible. But if, you know, at the time, no, I'm, sure like, it's awesome. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It has its merits. But so we, uh, I was like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. So I, uh, I did a little research and I found the guys at uh, comicbook.com. Um, and, uh, I shot it over to him and I was like, Hey, we just did this. It's really cool. And, um, so by the way, you're kind of glossing over something. <laughs> you did some research uh, and you found the guys at comic world, uh, comic book.com, comic book.com. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty huge. I don't know what they're up to now at the time. I think they had like two or 3 million. Fans. What was this? What was this research you did? Well, so this wasn't super, um, was it just like go to their website? Th- this was basically just going to the website and find out, uh, you know, similar articles. Cause at the time they had a few different writers. Um, okay. So find an article about, I, I imagine, I don't quite remember, but I imagine I would have found an article about the actual movie coming out. Um, and, uh, you know, it's written by so-and-so suchy such. And so I was like, Oh, cool. So, uh, you click on their name, click on that guy's name and, uh, throw him in Google. And, uh, I think, uh, it was, uh, he popped up on LinkedIn huh. and I was like, Oh, here's this guy. And he's, this is his profile and he works at comicbook.com. So connect with him. And after connecting with him, um, you're able to, uh, communicate. And so I'll shoot him an email and said, Hey, this is what we did. Um, and, uh, the next day woke up and they had posted it. Um, they had shared our, uh, our, our cartoon on their website, on their website, however many, you know, millions of fans or whatever they have. And so we were like, this is awesome. We might be onto something here. Um, and so we made a second cartoon, uh, and that one turned out really well, uh, really good as well. And, Which one and, was that one? Uh, so that was star Wars. Uh, that was, uh, Dan and myself, we put ourselves in the cartoon for the, f- the first and only time that we ever did that. Um, and we were, uh, it was a stormtrooper training. So it was sort of, uh, the first day of, you know, if you got hired on as a stormtrooper and this is sort of their, um, entree into the world of, of the dark side. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, there was like a guy up front and he had a PowerPoint. It was very, very, uh, very bureaucratic and very corporate. Um, and again, we, we had fun with it again. If you go back and watch it now, I'm sure it's terrible, but, uh, we liked it. Um, and it was like, all right, you know, we're, I think we're on to something here. Um, so again, to the Google, I went, uh, and I was like, who, who, who would be interested in this type of offering? You know, it's, it's short, it's funny, or we thought it was funny. Right. Uh, it's right. animated, you know, I'm probably wouldn't make sense to try to reach out to a and about that, you know, probably wouldn't make sense to reach out to uh, TLC about that. You know, so, so these big media powerhouses that just aren't in the field, it doesn't make sense. But so who, who likes animation and who likes comedy? And of course the first one that pops up is uh, comedy central. Okay. Um, in our head, the first one that popped up. So I was like, awesome, cool. Give me, give me a couple of days, Dan. I'm going to go reach out and see what I can do with You're Comedy Central. Do your thing, your internet forensics. Yeah. My internet forensics. Uh, and so I did, uh, and I found that, uh, one of the executives in charge, uh, of original content at Comedy Central was a guy named Gary Mann. Um, super awesome guy found his email was this another LinkedIn adventure or was this a Google? 
you know what? I can't remember honestly if this was LinkedIn or not. Um, part of me thinks that what I did do is I found the uh, email naming convention for Comedy Central, and I don't remember what it is at this point, but it would be, you know, uh, uh, John Smith might be J Smith at ComedyCentral.com or whatever. I don't know what it is. So I found what other people go by, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to give this a try. And so I matched whatever that scheme is. So G, you know, whatever, whatever his name would have been at, at Comedy Central. Um, and shot him an email, you know, very nice, very short and sweet. You know, he's a busy, busy guy. Right, um, right. Assuming I didn't know that this would even get to him. Um, shot him the email and said, Hey, this is who we are. This is what we've done. Here's some links. Here's our, our, our comicbook.com links. You know, that we're not a couple of, um, uh, nobody yahoos, you yeah. know, and, and here's our back again. So, you know, we're not a couple of yahoos. Here's my background. I've been in the industry and here are my accolades, uh, accolades and so on and so forth. Um, and wouldn't you know it? He wrote back oh. and he was like, uh, cool. I think we might have the perfect place for this. Um, and this was a few years ago and, and they had just started. Uh, they had a partnership with Snapchat um, oh. and they were a, uh, I don't even know what they call it. I'm so old. Like, I don't know what they call it these days, but it's, it's like a channel on Snapchat. You know, people peer to peer talk to each other on Snapchat, but then they have a whole separate channel where we're, yeah, I don't know what that's called. Brand, yeah, branded companies. Like we'll call stories it stories or something. Like, yeah, yeah, story. Well, I don't know. Whatever it is, but it's like you yeah. know, Glamour magazine might have one, and then Comedy Central had one, and CNN might have one or whatever. So they were doing original um, content explicitly for Snapchat. Um, and so we uh, talked to them and and drafted a contract, and we got contracted to produce original cartoons just for their Snapchat. Oh. But uh, I was like, you know, I that's all. That was an amazing, awesome, incredible discovery but i was like i don't you know the way snapchat works things are on there for 24 hours and then they're gone forever and then they die yeah and i was like i'm not cool with that i don't want that so i offered i was like hey gary you know no pressure here um but we're gonna make these come uh excuse me we're gonna make these animations um and i'll make them for snapchat which is uh vertical so instead of uh 16 by 9 they're 9 by 16 mm-hmm. uh made them explicitly for snapchat but it wasn't too big of a deal in post. I mean, it required a little finessing, but what we did is I made a second version that was 16 by nine. So more of a proper um, uh, aspect ratio. Right. TV size. Uh, and I think they were like, awesome, cool. Thanks for doing that. So what would happen is they would take those and they would post them to their Facebook. Um, and then also because it was in a, a user friendly format, um, they threw them on the comedy central um, app. And so if you go to comedy central, you know, the comedy central app or the comedy central, you know.com website, mm-hmm. um, you can still find our, uh, animations, even though we intend, they only paid us and we intended it only to be on Snapchat. Um, again, I wanted to live, ha- I wanted them to have a little bit more life than that and yeah. a, a, a little bit more legs. Um, and so because we took that, those extra couple of hours on every cartoon to, to transfer it to a 16 by nine, a more traditional, um, aspect ratio, um, we got a lot further and now they live in perpetuity or at least until comedy central decides to take them down. They yeah. live on the app and the website. Yeah. you can say, you want to see some of my stuff? It's on ComedyCentral.com. And that's exactly what we've done. You know, we did that. Um, and all of a sudden there's this new level of legitimacy because it's like, you know, if we go and we try to pitch other people, uh, it's like, Hey, um, you know, again, we're not a couple of yahoos to prove it. Here's a link to an entire season of our cartoons on uh-huh. comedycentral.com. You know, it's not on, it, it's not on some website nobody's ever heard of. This is one of the major players in the industry. Exactly. Um, and, and so that, yeah, it's gotten us, uh, gotten us some, some other opportunities. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always worried about, uh, imposter syndromes. Like, am I really like good at this? Oh yeah. And like having something like my works on comedycentral.com would be, you know, something that would help with that. Um, maybe I, I think that 
that natural sense of self-doubt is a very healthy and normal thing. And if somebody doesn't have that, you should uh, not associate with them at all. They definitely don't trust those people if they don't have that because I have that. We still have that, you know, even, even after this. Um, and if you didn't have that, all you have to do is look at the Facebook comments and pretty soon you'll, you'll You'll develop a a, a very large sense of self-doubt because, you know, as we all know, uh, the internet is where, uh, trolls live. And so regardless of how big it is. And so I remember our first one hit and we looked at the, some of the comments because we were all excited. We were all proud and excited. And then they were just all shitting on us. Um, and I was like, well, that sucks. And, And so for a day or two, we were super down about ourselves. Um, and then, we went back to the to the Comedy Central Facebook page, and there were uh, postings of like Daniel Tosh and other like well known people and well known properties. And we looked at those comments, and they were all just shitting on those people. And it's like, oh, it's not us. No, it's, it's just the internet. It's just shitty human beings. It's That's just the, the internet. internet. Yeah. yeah, and so that definitely helped us feel better. But no, we still to this day. I mean, and and, and you know. Uh, when we made that cartoon, like Dan, neither Dan nor myself had ever made a cartoon before, so it was pretty ridiculous. And and um, you know, I probably wouldn't say this to just anybody, uh, but it's ridiculous to think that we'd never made a cartoon. And in the span of like six months, we went from from never making a cartoon to making a cartoon to having a contract and making cartoons for Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was just a hundred percent being at the right place at the right time. You know, I, the, the stars aligned and that those opportunities opened up for us. And I'm eternally grateful. I don't know. It sounds like there's a little bit more to it than right place, right time. Mm. I think you have something that uh, I hear a lot of people say they're going to do, but they never do it. Or they don't even think about doing that. And that is sending an email. Yeah. Just, just reaching out to people. Yeah. It's, uh, I, f- I feel like people are more accessible than you think they are. Absolutely. hundred percent. And so I even have issues with that, but you know, if you just send that email, what's the worst that could happen? A hundred percent. And you're absolutely right. And I, I hate phone calls. I, I hate phone calls even with people I know in France. And it's not that I hate those people. It's just like, I just you know people like, in France. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of ladies who don't wear underpants. Uh, no, I, I hate phone calls. Um, it's just something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I prefer text and email all day long. Um, and, so sending off an email to, to, you know, these different industry people or whoever, whatever it is that you want to do and whoever you want to talk to, um, the worst they can do is ignore it, you know, and, and believe you me for every one email that I send and I get a positive response, there's, you know, a thousand that I send and just never hear anything back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you take, you have to take that step to, to still put in the effort and, and send the emails or else you're, you're guaranteed you're going to hear zero back if you send zero emails. Um, so you just have to, to be willing to do that. So when you're composing these emails, what kind of kind of stuff are you including in the email? Uh, how long are they? How short are they? How Yeah. Uh it's everyone are is you different. Are using Times New Roman as a font? I uh, Comic Sans is what I prefer. Okay, okay. I found that's a great way to cut through the clutter. Uh for the last 2 months I've been crapping on Times New Roman for some reason. Oh really? Like every time I see it I just talk trash about it. <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's not the best. It's not my favorite. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, everyone is different. You know, you really have to do a little research onto who it is you're, you're emailing and don't just blanket it because people can smell bullshit, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so if they, if they smell that this is just a copy and pasty, I, you know, I, I even get those all the time from people and it, I can instantly tell like you, you do, this is the same fucking email that you send to a hundred other people. So yeah. screw you. But you can tell when they take a, a moment to, to personalize it and, and they're really care about, uh, care, care about you. Um, and so, you know, do I would just always do a little research and find out who is this person. You know, if they have social media, public social media, Twitter and such, uh, take a look at that. See, do they have a sense of humor? Are they serious? What kind of things are they sharing or posting? Um, and try to match that tone. Um, 
a general rule of thumb, I would say, is try to keep it as short as possible. You know, these people are everybody's busy. I mean, not just, right. you know, industry people, anybody's busy. Um, so keep it short and sweet and, and right to the point. Um, and I've certainly been guilty of this uh, in the beginning of my career, but, you know, stop the, the platitudes. You want to be nice to people, but don't just, you know, kiss their ass for 75% of the email because that just seems desperate and they'll, they'll see right through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone is a little bit different, but basically just get to the point. Who are you? Why? Who are you? What do you want? And why should I care? Um, is, is I guess you know what I would say. Okay, those are the questions you're answering. Uh, in in between, the first three words between the lines. Well, three words would be tough, but yeah, it's, it's basically like you know, uh, hey Chris, I was wondering if I could talk to you about X Y Z. I am so and so, and here's why I'm not a bozo. Okay, um, that kind of thing. I like that. Yeah, and here's why I'm not a bozo <laughs> is the title of this podcast episode that's right it's my new autobiography here's why i'm not a bozo by matt van hosen um but yeah man so that's that's sort of my what's your that's your uh process to reach out to people yeah yeah that's that's the i've had a lot of success that way you know and it's just it's taking that step to actually do it um Mm -hmm. like you said and and get over the fear and just if and it doesn't whatever industry you're in you know this is the only industry i've ever known but you know, if I were uh, a dentist or an accountant and I might look up to, you know, like, oh, well, I, I could never talk to, you know, Steve Sasko, who's the VP of insurance sales in Cleveland. I mean, he's a legend. I could never talk to him. It's like, oh, this fucking email. him. He's a human being just like all the rest of us. And he yeah. puts his pants on one leg at a time, even if he does. Yeah, he poops, he poops with his phone like everyone else. Like everyone else. And what else is he going to read? Exactly. Well, that is happening. <laughs> your email, of course. <laughs> just send him your email. All right, so that's uh, that's interesting that you kind of just think about things before. Yeah, it's you know it's very strategic, um, and I think that that's what like ninety nine percent of people uh, don't do is just just think about the strategy behind it, mm-hmm. and then and then actually do it, you know. And and when we were making the cartoons and stuff, it's easy for people to be like, you know, like, Oh, Oh my God, how'd you guys get this? And I could never get this. It's like, well, what have, what have you done to try to get this? You know, just try. Right. Um, it's, you know, what's the worst that can happen. And we, like I said, we've, you know, we've had a lot of success. We did that. And then the comedy central thing led to producing original cartoons for TBS network, which was huge. Um, and, but you know, uh, we would, we would have never gotten that without comedy central. We would have never gotten comedy central without producing our own, just for our own edification, uh-huh. uh, cartoons. And we would have never done that if we hadn't had the idea to do it. And then we would have never had the idea if we hadn't talked about it. And so it's just, just, just fucking do it, man. You know, it's like, just don't sit around and talk about doing it. Just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some, uh, suggestions for, uh, strategizing your just doing it? <laughs> Well, we should probably reword that. I don't want a cease and desist letter from Nike. Oh, yeah. I probably uh, can't pay that letter or that bill. They, uh, they don't care. But no, uh, you know, again, it's just, and this is like uh, whatever industry you're in. I mean, way, way easier said than done. Admittedly, I struggle with this even on a daily basis uh, now, but it's like just have a conversation with yourself um, or a trusted friend or loved one and just figure out what do you want to do? You know, uh-huh. what the hell do you want to do? Because some people might not want to make cartoons. They might want to make, uh, you know, movies. And then even then they might not want to write. They might want to direct or edit or even just do the Foley sound. Right. You know, it's just figure out what, what do you want to do? And, uh, 
and just go do it, you know, um, just figure out one way or another to do it, but be smart about it because it's easy to be like, Oh, well, I want to, I want to, you know, be a Foley artist. So I'm going to do freelance Foley artists, uh, stuff for free for the rest of my life. Well, that's not going to lead you anywhere. No, well, um, let's, let's roll with this Foley artist, uh, idea for a minute. Okay. All right. So let's say one day after some thoughtful, uh, insight, looking inside, just talking to yourself, mm -hmm. soul seeking, some meditation, maybe Sounds good. you decide I want to be a Foley artist when I grow up. Yeah. All right. So let's say what's a, what's a good step after that? Jesus, you know what? Uh, is this something where we should look into getting some education? Should we just find some? I don't know. I'm I'm having like uh, conflicts about education lately. I I completely agree with you, and that's uh, I completely agree. Um, not to downplay, you know, I you know I I have an education in film, and I went to film school, and it was it was great, and I wouldn't change it for a thing. But what I learned there versus what I learned actually doing it is night and day. I right. mean, just doing it and watching other people do it, watching people who are good at it and people who are successful and people who are where you want to be, do it, uh, is, is infinitely more valuable for mm -hmm. me. Um, and something that we didn't have access to when we were kids, um, is YouTube and my God, man, I mean, I not, you don't need me to tell you this, but it's so, it is just, what an incredible resource, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, anything like I, I was just having a conversation with a friend yesterday about, um, do you remember when, uh, you know, Robert Rodriguez first hit the scene and he was this mover and the shaker and really exciting and he was doing all these new things. YouTube didn't exist at that time. And so the closest thing that you had to be able to watch him or anybody doing these cool things, the special features on the DVD, the special features, the, uh, I think he called it a 10 minute, minute film score, five minute, minute film score, whatever yeah. it was. And it's like, that was the only, the, when I watched those extra features, uh, that was the first time that I could see people doing what I wanted to do at a, a budget and a resource level that I had access that had, to. Yeah, that was attainable. It was attainable. Yeah. And it was like, gee, you know, this is brilliant. Why didn't I ever think of that about that? But here he is using it and it works. Mm -hmm. um, but now you have that times a billion on YouTube. You know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is you want to do, whether it is Foley or writing or, you know, underwater acrobatics, whatever the hell you're into. Um, you can find hours and hours of, of video, educational, interesting, uh, important video showing you what it is you want to do. So just just do the research, you know, whatever that, whatever it is you're into, just do the research. All right. So, so we're going to do some research. Are we looking locally? Are we looking nationally? Are we looking uh, um, planetarily? <laughs> is that a word? I mean, you know what? It does. Uh, I, I don't know that you have to specify. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it could be somebody locally. If there are people locally doing what you do, cool, awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, go talk to them, help them out, work, get some some uh, experience under your belt. Um, but, dude, I don't know, man. In today's day and age, like, I don't know that it matters so much. You know, there are probably people in Japan that could teach you about whatever, to, you know, if you can get past the language barrier. Right. Right. I think there is a difference though between trying to find something online and actually uh, doing it yourself. Yeah, there is. I, 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 absolutely, hundred percent. So maybe, maybe I don't know. What's what's a good? I would find someone. I don't know. I, I feel like all audio guys are kind of crotchety. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, so that, I don't know. Maybe Foley's not the best thing to talk about right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I just worked on a feature, and the, there's an old guy that's the audio guy. He's the yeah. director's father-in-law. Oh, okay. And he seemed really excited that somebody else wanted to uh, like hold the boom pole. Oh, so he didn't have to do so it? So he didn't have to do it, okay. and he was going to teach the guy how to do it, so then he could, didn't have to be there the whole time, which oh. I think he was looking forward to. Uh, but then that guy bailed immediately. Oh. It was a really rough first day. Oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was but one of those, uh, let's shoot in the desert for 
ever. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. But you need to, that's the thing you need to do that. Yeah. And you know, if it's a, if it's a day scene, you need to do it during daylight. And it was like the first hot day of the summer. Oh, good Lord. And, yeah. uh, the, the, yeah, production isn't too considerate of yeah the crew. Everybody got a bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> that's not don't drink it all in one place. It's no bueno. <laughs> so speaking of uh, having a fiance and the mm-hmm. soon to be wife, I went to high school with. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe six months ago, uh-huh. seven months ago, we were having lunch, and she was saying that you're very good on the LinkedIn. <laughs> I riveting say, lunch conversation. I want to say the words uh, LinkedIn whore was used. Oh. But I don't think that's true. I think I made that up in my head. Oh, okay. I, think that's something I can't I, imagine those words would come out of her mouth, but who knows? I can. I I might have misheard it. I do I do really well at not hearing things properly. Okay. And then just making up just better versions of what was said. Oh, all right. Well, I'll be sure to give her shit about that later. Okay. Uh, eh, yeah, just blame it on me. If things don't go well. <laughs> But that being said, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, you, you've had like a lot of meetings lately. Yeah. You said you had uh, some meetings with some peoples and some companies. Yeah. Is that all uh, All those connections made via LinkedIn or is that just through your your uh, forensic, uh, internet uh, forensic files? Uh, both. You know, both because sometimes people don't use LinkedIn. And I, and I feel like, unfortunately, LinkedIn has gotten... Uh, for for a long time, LinkedIn was a separate, you know, you had social with the Facebook and such and such. And then LinkedIn, even though it's social, it was, it was always separate. And I think it was, it was people viewed it as like, well, you know, I'm, why do I need that? I'm just, you know, that's what my grandpa uses. And it's like, and, and I was fine with that. I was like, great, awesome. Keep it that way. Cause while you fuckers are talking about cat videos, you know, I'm over here making great connections on LinkedIn and you're not muddling the waters. Right. Right. Um, but I think now the waters have been muddied. Uh-huh. Um, and so people are starting to do dumb shit. Like I, you know, on my LinkedIn, uh, you know, feel free to connect with me, anybody, if, if you're, you know, if you want to try to, and we'll as, long as, in the show notes. Uh, as long as you have a legit profile and you're not a creep, I will, uh, I'll accept your, your, your invitation. Uh, but um, a lot of people don't understand how LinkedIn works and that's just really cheapening it. And so I'll get friend requests from like, you know, specific movies. It's like, oh, we're making a movie called, you know, the, the, the Dirty Cat and we created a LinkedIn profile for that or my, my business, you know, Harry Teddy Bear Productions.com. And I apologize if you really do have a company called Harry Teddy Bear Productions.com. It's, I'm you know sure it's fine or whatever. I don't know. This whole thing about having a production company, I thought it was a big deal. And I yeah. feel like it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. But but I hate, I fucking hate people who choose dumb names. I Just, hate dumb names and I hate dumb animations to go with the dumb names. Oh, God. Dumb. It's yeah. Like, or or excessively people, long animations. Yeah. Like, Just get over like, yourself. Dude. Come on. Yeah. Um. So I see people doing that. And it's like, no, LinkedIn is not about your entity or your, your, something that's not you LinkedIn is personal and, 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 and people are idiots and they're starting to use it wrong. And so it's kind of getting muddled a little bit, but I digress. Um, it is, it is an amazing resource. Uh, and because it is more professional, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and a majority of the really great things that have happened in my life professionally, have come one way or another from LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what, what types of things are, what, what is LinkedIn? I feel like it's like a digital resume, basically, right? You can. They can be. Or is it more of a like a, like a business highlight, like a work milestone? It can be that too. Diary. I don't know. <laughs> it can. It can be that too. You know. Um. It, it is. I mean, it is. It is basically. You know, the first one you said, where it's a, like a digital resume. Um. That's pretty accurate, but that also sort of uh, connotates 
that you're actively looking for other jobs or you're actively trying to get hired and some people are but but just because you put your work history or whatever on there doesn't necessarily mean that you're 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 applying for jobs and you're trying to get a new job it's just here's who I am here's what I do professionally and I, and I think I'd have to go back and review it but I think its inception was intended to be just strictly professional networking and even if you're not looking for a job if I'm doing something in another city in another state and I'm like man I just I, I need a little help with XYZ and you go on there and you connect with somebody who might be five states over, but they, you see like, oh man, this guy has the experience and, and he's done what I'm trying to do. So you reach out and you're like, hey, stranger, you know, uh, this is what I'm doing and you have some a knowledge base in this. Uh, can you help me out? And, and so it's supposed to be just really that 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 partnership and that, that professional help. Um, and it's it's become all sorts of things since then. But I, I use it strictly as, as a networking tool. You know, I mean, it's the modern day rolodex you know no longer do we have that that old school you know rolodex on on your your desk you have this this incredible digital profile Mm -hmm. yeah um and so yeah yeah (laughs) okay so you use it uh, primarily for networking and it's it's mostly to find like-minded people is it to find uh, people you aspire to be people you want to work for work with uh both why not both you know all of the above i mean um and they 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 did. I've never gotten into this personally, but they did uh, introduce, however long ago, a new feature where there's like a wall, not unlike a Facebook wall, so mm-hmm. you can post. And almost everything that I see on there is is professional based, so people will share articles about whatever industry they're in, um, or or you know movers or sh- and shakers and whatever's happening in their industry. Um, and I, I think that's kind of cool. I've never posted anything on there, and I don't really interact or comment on any of that stuff. But uh, I mean, it's an interesting an interesting thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can use it for just about anything you want to, except when you start doing dumb shit like I talked about earlier. When you're, right. You know, just, just dumb. Just, just, just dumb. Just don't be dumb is my All advice. Right. Five, five dumb things you could do on LinkedIn. Number uh, five. One, oh, God, this is off the cuff here. I would say one of my biggest pet peeves, one of the dumbest things you can do is, again, not using it as a personal networking tool, but you're trying to use it for your organization. Um, so you create what is a personal profile and you try to brand it as some sort of an organization okay, or, okay. Uh, that you're trying to do. And I just, I fucking hate that. And the other thing that people do is they, they just, they hoard, they hoard themselves out and they'll say on there like, I will, you know, I have 50,000 friends and I'll connect with anybody and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I'm still very, and a lot of people are still very, um, cautious you know if 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 you're just creepy or you, you know something just doesn't sit right or you're clearly not legit or you're a bozo then it's like i'm not, I'm not gonna accept your mm-hmm. request and i think a lot of people protect themselves by having that same mentality so but some people just do dumb shit and then it's just stop and this goes for across all social media this is where my inner curmudge, curmudgeonly old man comes out um just stop stop trying to be fucking dumb and cutesy don't give yourself a nickname you know it's not you know chris number one world all-star scott it's like no you're chris scott just fucking just stop with the dumb theatrics like you're you're you're, you are just you you look like an idiot and nobody is going to take you seriously okay okay um so that that would be another one uh god what am i up to now three three we have two more oh jesus uh 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 uh, I guess being desperate, you know, and it, we're all guilty. I'm, I, I've been guilty of it mm-hmm. in, in my LinkedIn things. You know, you just, you know, sometimes you fanboy out and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to this person. Um, but just try to curb that. You know, just don't be too, don't be, put your, I almost, I almost did that. Did you? I uh, DM'd on Instagram the oh. new uh, kickboxer guy. 
Oh. And he's like, I really like the first kickboxer movie you did. And he said, awesome, thanks. Ah. And I was like, now what? Yeah. Uh, let's get a beer. I just liked the comment. I I was down. No, I, you know, I think that, that sort of, uh, I think you did the right thing. You don't want to, I mean, not that you're trying to date this guy, but it's very similar, <laughs> though. It's very similar to relationships. It's like you don't want to come on too strong or too desperate. So you did the perfect thing. It's like, cool. I acknowledge that I saw your response. Mm-hmm. Done. And then you can go back at some point and be like, you know, Let's start up another conversation right and just, just ease into it. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like you can always feel on social or, you know, LinkedIn or whatever. You can always feel when somebody, you can just feel it coming when somebody tries to break the ice and you're like, I know this guy's going to like just go full, full uh, power on me after this. And so it's like, you know, I was like, hey, thanks. I really like your work. Uh, cool. Thank you. And then you just know what's coming. And then inevitably it does come where it's like it's a three two page. pages of yeah. like, oh, this is so cool. I love what you do. And by the way, here's my this and here's my Indiegogo account and here, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, uh, no. So, so just don't come on too strong. Yeah. Yeah. God, I need one more, don't I? What's the fifth? What's the fifth? What's the fifth thing that annoys me? Um, just don't be, just craft your profile and your responses and everything in such a way that you're not, uh, creepy. Cause I get certain ones and I'm like, oh, this legitimately creeps me out. Like there's something fishy about this. And, and I don't, I don't have any specifics to back that up. It's a, you, you know, use your own personal judgment to, to figure out what is and is not creepy. But, um, some of them I'm like, it's yeah, so I, pr- I prefer so not hard. to have my identity stolen. So I'm not going to connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're on the LinkedIn. We're networking with people. Uh, we've already talked about reaching out to people. Yeah. Short and sweet. Keeping it simple. Yeah. Keeping it great. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Where can uh, people meet you or uh, find you or internet you? Oh, well, yeah. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, I don't know. Really, I mean, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's uh, at Matt Van Hosen, V-A-N-H-O-E-S-E-N. And the same with LinkedIn, uh, M-A-T-T-V-A-N-H-O-E-S-E-N. Um, and yeah, feel free to to reach out, follow me, and whatever. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again, man. Do you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a blast. Well, that's sweet. He um and and you know maybe since you probably actually got to interview this person with him personally, but he sounded like a really intelligent guy. Yeah, I think like so. A, a really smart guy. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like we uh, because LinkedIn is a super mercurial thing uh for me. Mm-hmm. Like I. I can tell you already that I'm doing it wrong. Like, I'm doing it wrong. Uh, how are you doing LinkedIn? Okay. So I only designed a LinkedIn because I thought that, like, maybe you are supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're looking for jobs, do you have to have a LinkedIn these days? Is it kind of like if I didn't um, – I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, a, an analogy or, like, a, a comparative. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you need one. Per se, but I do know a couple of friends of mine. The last time, the last few people I know that they've gotten like adult jobs, I've gotten them through LinkedIn. Yeah, see, I get a lot of like a lot of people reach out to me on LinkedIn with jobs, but they're always bullshit jobs, so I never, uh, <laughs> I never want to get involved. Right, right. But that's also probably reflective of the presence that I've put out on LinkedIn, which is virtually nothing. I get a lot of, uh, like, like I feel like LinkedIn's really good at giving you notifications if you have the app on your phone. Oh, my God. So, so like, many so all many the time. So many notifications over, I have no idea what. Yeah, nothing. But I, I like, you showed up in a search this week. Look at the search. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so confused. But Yeah, and then, and well, it's all just uh, an internal marketing pitch because it's like, um, 
because it's like they say, oh, you've been searched on LinkedIn. See who searched you. So you're like, hmm, yeah, I wonder if maybe I should, like, this is a sign I should reach out to this person and be like, hey, like, you know, you might be looking for this type of person. Let me tell you about why or my experience and blah, blah, blah. But then in order to see some of the LinkedIn, like the people who searched you, you have to have a premium membership. So it's all just a push. Like the notifications are really just ads. Right. To get you to buy the app, just to shut them up, just to. Yeah, just to get the premium. I'm like, I'm like, no, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. So I never really got. Okay. So the way I use LinkedIn, which is incorrectly, as far as I can tell, it's pretty much for me just a digital resume. Okay. Because I don't. I don't have really any correspondence with anyone on there. I have like a photo of myself, which is long dated by now, but like I've got a photo of myself and then I have my work experience and then I have some other, you know, stuff, but I'm not really like posting articles or I'm not, you know, uh, reaching out to people more or anything like that. And that was actually something that um, I think you were talking about a little bit uh, on in the interview and then also, like, I know Tim Ferriss has been talking about it and um, or has at some point. And then this guy, um, Professor Chris something or other, um, who teaches uh, a MBA course in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about something very similar, which is that you uh, should just all the time reach out to people and not be worried about it, not be afraid to, you know, just like email people and be like, Something even as simple as, hey, um, so-and-so uh, or influential person X or like, you know, whatever. Uh, I saw you're also a uh, U of A alum. Um, you know, do, do you want to get or would you be available for some coffee sometime to talk about, you know, getting a career in blah, blah, blah uh-huh. or whatever, you know. And um, that was something that um, that the guy – what was – one more time. What was his name? Matt. Matt, that was something that Matt was kind of touching on as well, because he was talking about how like people don't actually like they just send friend requests as if it's Facebook and just kind of, you know, do whatever. Right. It's like um, and that's, you know, something Tim Ferriss said was that, you know, people actually find that it's impossible to get in contact with like famous or wealthy people or something like that. But in actuality, it's really not. It's just that um, it's It's just perception. Yeah. Yeah, nobody actually tries to reach out to them or anything. So that's definitely something that I'm kind of failing and doing in LinkedIn because it's like I'm not actually using it as a communicating tool or like it is a version of social media, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I I'm not so. actually doing that. The thing that uh, interests me most about the whole talking about LinkedIn uh, was mm-hmm. more so the ability to just to find people that you need to talk to. Yeah. And it's not about blasting a state for a job or telling the world, Hey, this, these are my skills. Mm-hmm. Hire me type of thing. It was like, right. it was more of a like precise execution of messages with certain words and, and uh, phrases to kind of uh, get the thing that you want out of someone that you think is unattainable to talk to. Yeah. So that's, that's, I don't think LinkedIn is this, this weird crazy thing that is kind of being like, I think it's getting really, uh, you're blowing it way out of proportion at Tish. Yeah. You're freaking out. You're freaking out about it. Stop freaking that out. That sounds about so it, uncharacteristic of me. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, man. Bring it down a couple notches. Okay. But I think, uh, the thing about the LinkedIn is you can have, you know, it's, it's all about you and selling yourself and kind of keeping track of all the things that you've done and successes mm-hmm. that you've had in your life and kind of, 
I don't know. Don't you feel the need to like validate yourself every once in a while? Yes, all the time. And especially, well, okay. And like, so I I need validation, but mostly from other people because uh, because I'm constantly having crippling self doubt. Right, but if you message someone from let's say a LinkedIn as opposed to uh, like I get this on my um, Instagram. My Instagram, I when I DM people from my photography page, I, I'm taking more seriously as opposed to when I'm DMing people from my uh, filmmaking page because when I have when you're sliding into the DMs, right? Because I have like over 7,500 followers on face on my photography one, right, and like 500 on my film one. Yeah, and I just get taken way more seriously with the photography one because that following and also I guess the content uh, establishes you as something more uh, a bigger a bigger deal than just some schmuck down the street. Yeah, and I feel like you can accomplish that in LinkedIn in the <laughs> business world. So so it kind of like puts you on a on a it, it like how do I mean it, it like sets the tone a little bit better. Yeah. For for any correspondence that you might have as opposed to you know reaching out to a job off of your Facebook or something. Right. I don't know. But what do you think about that? I think that might be No, I mean I think that's definitely true um but that's why I think it's important to set up your uh your uh I think that's why it's important to set up your LinkedIn in the correct way. Mm -hmm. And, and that's sort of, there are always these ambiguous rules to stuff like, like for instance, with your resume, you know, it needs to be one page because nobody wants to read multiple pages and it needs to be this and blah, 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 have something. Don't just make it like, there's all these kind of rules to it. And so it's like, I'm just trying to set up my LinkedIn. So I just go through the steps on it. But if you don't do it right, it can kind of hurt that professional tone that you're trying to set up. So that's why it's, you know, I wish we could just have like an agreed upon way, but that's sort of where it comes down to like being able to demonstrate your creativity as well. So it's, it's a little bit of both, uh, like a, a way to just kind of a generic way to kind of set the tone and like open up a discourse. But it also is like a, a in a sense, it's a little bit of a presentation. Right. It's, it's definitely one of those. You can totally overthink this one dumb thing. Yeah, like how I don't know. I feel like we like people overthink business plans, and it's kind of like, who cares? Just figure things out and start writing. Yeah, and and that was a lot of the stuff that um that Matt was saying as well, which it was like you know if so many people keep saying basically the same thing, that's pretty much got to be true, right? A lot of people have been saying the same thing. What do you mean in general? Or, or I feel like I feel like the last couple of guests that we've interviewed, it's kind of been like. Just do it. Just go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's something that I've always been like pretty, pretty bad at. But because I'm, I kind of want to, I kind of want to rattle the birdcage at the end of this year. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I want to shake things up. I uh, challenge you to not wait till the end of the year. No, I have to because the lease on my apartment is, is now. Or is that till the end of the year? I can start rattling things now though. Start rattling some cages now. Yeah, you're a big boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but okay. I, th- I think if we look at the platform of LinkedIn less about what it what it's supposed to be in the world, and just think of it as a tool that you can use or not use. Uh huh. It's like what can you use LinkedIn for? You can use LinkedIn to list all of your accomplishments in uh, a work setting. Right. You know, list off your skills, list off your education, things that people assume 
make good employees or a good person to hire for a service they're, uh, they're searching for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, I think something for you, if you're trying to do some consulting things, you can write down a few businesses you've consulted for. Yeah. Yeah. And people can be like, Oh, I know this place. This seems legit mm-hmm. to semi legitimize yourself, but also yeah. as a tool to uh, find people and just talk to people, talk to strangers. Yeah. Reach out and get well, information, yeah. do those things. I, I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I think that that's kind of the, the thing is that I can, I think how I got my current job was they found me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Actually, now that I think, oh, no, 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 no. So I, I think I may have gone to the page and because I was, I searched them then a recruiter reached out to me. So it's it's kind of I I do see how it really opens up that that door for communication in a sort of more professional atmosphere. Um so you showed up but, on that company's people who search, searched your profile or saw or looked I, at I your think, profile type of thing, right? Yeah, I mean that's true whether you're a business like whether you're somebody who's looking to be hired or if you're a, a business, right? Like it, it's the same platform. I think so. Yeah, I'm uh, okay. Well, I, I assume so. I, I feel like they would just copy and paste that code. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um but you know, I I am wondering if it's something basically I think what it's coming down to for me is I'm wondering if it's something I should actually invest more time in or like more time and energy into than like I set mine up How was that? Maybe uh a year ago or uh-huh. like maybe a year and a half ago. And then I basically just got the basic setup going and then I never really touched it again. So is it something, I guess what I'm, what I'm rounding around to in a very stupid way. Should you delete it or not? (laughs) Not should I delete it or not, but like, should I put more time and energy into, you know, crafting it and making it better? Or should I kind of just, uh, you know, get the bare bones, have it set in a really good way, but then, kind of set it and forget it so to speak i don't know i feel like something it depends on what your goals are and what your your strategy and plan is with the internet (sighs) i don't know what you plan on doing when you rattle your cages but if it's what i think it is Mm -hmm. those birds are gonna chirp man yeah and you gotta find some you got to find some birds on the internet probably. So I think, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, so communication is going to become a lot more important. Right. And I think establishing a solid presence on something like LinkedIn, especially if you plan on working with professionals in the future. Right. Ten, nine times out of 10, those professionals are probably on LinkedIn. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like everybody has one these days. So I feel like something for me, I feel my, I'm more uh, like general audience type of, wrangling that i'm trying to do uh-huh you know building my audience or building my presence on the internet general audience wrangling <laughs> and i feel like that's more on you know the instagrams or the facebooks where yeah, it's just yeah. like everyday fun people right looking for entertainment and that's sort of those platforms lead to, lean towards that more so than LinkedIn. it's a better medium for what you're trying to accomplish right but if i were to say try to find maybe investors or other filmmakers in town that's something i would hit up LinkedIn, LinkedIn for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, 
So because specifically what I'm looking to do in this uh, cage rat, this aforementioned cage rattling, um, th- it should be something that I kind of have an up- ongoing upkeep on mm-hmm. and something I probably pour a little bit more attention to. So maybe that's actually a really good first step for me or not not first step i think there's uh the the business plan stuff we've already talked about but i think it lowers the threshold on the difficulty of the the steps that i would need to take in order to get in communication or or to to do the very vague cage rattling that i'm not really talking about at the moment but we are talking about <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh <laughs> like like it's a it's a it lowers the threshold on the difficulty in doing that, and it's a good way for me to kind of get started without, like like it's a it's a way for me to get started without waiting for December. Basically. Right. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. I also I also liked that he um, he mentioned on uh, and I forget which number he put it as or whatever, but it's like he mentioned it as a rule for LinkedIn, but it's kind of a rule for the internet in general, which is like don't be a creep. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he's like, you know, just correspond professionally with people and don't don't uh send requests to people you don't know or people you're not actually trying to connect with for any particular reason or anything like that. Like he's he's basically saying like you're you're shooting yourself like the adoption phase of LinkedIn is causing a lot of people to sort of shoot themselves in the foot because they're treating it just like any other social media outlet. Right. I don't know. I thought I thought the, a few of the things he said while uh talking about not being a creep, how, you know, you find someone you want to communicate with and look them up on Google and Twitter and see how they, what words they use and how they phrase sentences and try and mimic that when you message them. Yeah. So that was a little too much. Like, <laughs> like whoa, that's kind of, that's kind of creepy to me, but well now you're like getting too deep into, into like psychological, like it's uh, what do they call that? Uh, like I know in terms of when you're having a physical conversation with somebody, a lot of people write guides on how to, uh, mirror people's body language. Cause then they have a stronger association uh-huh. and like stuff like that. It's like, no, that's, that's kind of needless. I don't know. I feel, I can, I kind of understand it. It sounds creepy, but I kind of understand it. There are, the, hmm. did, did you make it that far in the interview where I talked about my, uh, boss at channel four when I worked at the news station? Was that when you were talking about the one legged man? No, that was, uh, the fugitive. No, the one-legged man was at the Moscow. I had okay. a I had a yeah, boss I'm, at I'm the. Confi- you guys, you guys, kind of like I. I really love the flow of it because it's basically like having a conversation with me because it starts on something and then it kind of just like. Yeah, it kind of went all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had a, a at, when I was working at the news station here, Channel Four. I had a boss, and he was a big Dolphins fan, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, "Can you believe this guy was traded to so and so team from the Dolphins?" And I'd be like, "Oh." Yeah, you've told me that. It's like, what's uh, Yeah, it's crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I got really upset about it with him. And then ever since that day, I would have these fake football conversations. But I was also always working and always, I always got like preferential treatment because the guy liked me more. Yeah. Because I was a fake Dolphins fan. Yeah. See, those are the kinds of things that's like uh, when you forget somebody's name but you've now been interacting with them for too long to ask them what their name is so now you're just like caught in this lie that you just have to like keep doing for like i guess forever or until you leave the job right or until you take them to starbucks and then you broke the news to them that you're like hey look no you have them order a drink first 
And then when they ask for the name on the cup. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Dolphins thing. I was like, then you break the news to them that you're not a Dolphins fan? I was like, how is Starbucks going to help with that? Okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. That might help a little because it's such a boring conversation. Use some caffeine to stay awake through it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, dude, I do not give a fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, – wait, so what, but what, what were you telling me that about? Oh, because because the mimicking, right, 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 right. Yeah. See, I know. It's, I think it sounds weird, and I think it feels weird, and I, and I feel like a lot of people that uh, that don't want to do it because they don't like the way it feels. But the people that do do it, they're the guys that play the game well. Yeah, they're the see, ones that move up and move further faster. Yeah, that's that's kind of something that I realized. Um, that was actually something that I've recently adopted. Was that I realized like sales reps, for instance, just want the information and they want it like succinct. Yeah. Because I was sending a lot of stuff that was like basically explaining why stuff was the way it was, or why we could do this, why we could do maybe not that, maybe a different option, blah blah blah. And they're not looking for that, and to them, that actually like reads as um, a lack of confidence because I feel like I have to defend myself. Ever since I just started like giving bullet point lists back and just being like, "No, yes, you know, yeah, uh, I think the correct answer is this." They just take my word for it now. It's and all so it's about like, results. Nobody cares about process. Everybody cares about results. Yeah, I mean, I care about process. That's kind of the thing. Yeah, well, that's why you do you well. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, hey, if you need a guy in the back who's going to be writing lots of uh, notes, lots of binders and stuff, and lots of notes, that's kind of my jam. So if anyone's listening to this and needs someone like that, I'm not available. But you know, <laughs> not, me, not till me, December. Not till unless and, those cages are so rattling. You, you're like, I'm not going anywhere near that because it's too much craziness happening over there. Too much rattling. Yeah, I missed exactly. my opportunity. Yeah. So, either way, um, I think he's got the right idea about um, LinkedIn, and I think for myself, I'm going to start to try and use it a little bit more and use it a little more effectively, and I think the key to that is, much like he was talking about, about, you know, I, I circumvent all the bullshit. Like, I've never been the kind of guy who sits and waits in line. Or I forget how, what he exactly said, but I remember he said circumventing the bullshit, like literal words, because uh, that, yeah. that should be printed on a hat or in a book of morning affirmations or something. Is that but, how uh, you're rattling cages? Huh? Is that how you're going to start rattling cages, making hats? Maybe. Maybe I'll start making hats that say circumvent the bullshit. Um, that's a good motto. Uh, but but no, like essentially that's that's something, you know, another thing that, in it, how that directly relates to LinkedIn is like, no, I'm just going to message people to try and get what I want. I'm not going to sit and just like, I've always been that guy. I've always been that guy who thinks that like, okay, I'm going to graduate valedictorian for, from high school, but people will notice me because of my hard work and therefore, and then opportunities will come. And that never happens. That never yeah, fucking that never happens. happens. I, I'm in the same boat too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe LinkedIn could be a good way for me to, um, to kind of start circumventing the bullshit. Indeed. Indeed. Start getting what I want. I, I'm a hustler. I ask questions. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.